Welcome back to the Managing Editor Show. I'm Jess, and this week I wanted to share some quick and dirty editing tips that you can implement right now to become a better content creator and editor. Ready? Let's dive right in. I am, I am. I tried to be greater than the gods, but created my own problem. Now I have deflated all the drama. So a lot of people suck at writing. In fact, I don't know what happened in middle and high school for a lot of people. And even into college, I mean, I had to take two pretty advanced level writing courses in college just as part of my general education. And I'm so glad I did because I can tell that many people just had super shitty English teachers, or maybe they didn't read enough, or, you know, maybe I'm just being naive and writing is a lost art these days. But whatever the case may be, the truth about writing is that the only way to get better at writing is reading and reading more. And the same goes for editing. You should be able to tell when something is poorly written as you're reading it, especially if you're actually reading and not skimming. Although as a side note, I do personally think that more people are skimming these days. And I think it's because the caliber of writing has gone downhill. But maybe that's just me, and that is another topic for another day. So anyway, over the course of season two, I'll be sharing some writing and content creation hacks that you can put to work immediately, and I'll also be interviewing some incredible guests about their creation process. But today I wanted to get into the weeds of editing, because I think that editing is a skill that can be more easily brushed up upon, don't you? No, you don't? Well, let's see. No, 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 that amazing? You go with that Editing tip number one, use the 15% rule. What's the 15% rule you ask? 15% of my content can suck? That's totally okay? I can just leave it there? No! 15% of your content probably does suck though, so you should remove it. Don't be afraid. That's what the 15% rule is all about. Call it the 10 to 15% rule if you want. I'm not picky. Generally though, at least 10%, if not 15% of your writing is fluff and it really does not need to be there. Extra adjectives or dare I say adverbs, oh gosh, I'm shuddering just thinking about adverbs, needless descriptions, stories that don't add to the overall goal of the piece or mindless rambling. You know, Stephen King, our dear friend, says to write with the door open and rewrite and edit with the door closed. That's because when you're getting your first draft out, you want to throw it all out on the page. Word vomit. Get it all out there. You hear a bird singing, you write about the bird. Someone yells at you to answer the phone, you write about that. Get it all out there. Don't hold back. I mean, honestly, that's why it's often called the ugly first draft. Because it's ugly. Sometimes it's super ugly. That's okay. Because when you're editing, you get the golden opportunity to cut the crap. 10 to 15% of the crap, to be exact. And this is super fun because it goes for the pieces you write as well as those from your peers. And feel free to point your friends and colleagues to this episode if they get upset, like if you cut one of their favorite stories or their favorite characters. But remember what we said, kill your darlings, kill your darlings, 10% of them at least. Editing tip number two, remove passive voice, you will. 
This isn't Yoda school, okay? Passive voice is for sissies. What is passive voice, you may be asking? As if you didn't already know from the Yoda reference. Come on here, people. But passive voice is all about subjects and objects. It's when the subject of the sentence somehow gets promoted to the object. For example, we listened to the managing editor show. Yay! Versus the managing editor show was listened to by us. Okay, here's a more practical application. The girl was bit by the dog versus the dog bit the girl. Do you see the difference? Now, obviously, most people don't speak this way in a passive voice, but it somehow ends up in writing all the time. I'm not sure why. I think part of it might be that it sounds a bit more academic. The lowly child was bit by the aggressive hound. I don't know. (laughs) But I hope you liked my, my British accent there. But I do want to be clear about one thing. Using passive voice isn't wrong. Sometimes it actually works really well and can work better than active voice, but in general, it's just a shitty, lazy way to write. So look critically and don't do it if you can help it. Start paying more attention to it, at least in your own writing, because what I've found that it is a habit for most people and habits can be broken. Editing tip number three. If you can use a period, do. This is another one I see all the time. I know people aren't trying to write run-on sentences, but they do. They're trying to sound smart with lots of flowy sentences and lots of commas, or they try to use a semicolon or a dash to space out their ideas. Semicolons and dashes have their place in the world sometimes, but when in doubt, just separate into two sentences. The period is your friend. Because we all know that attention spans are getting shorter, not longer. Your writing should reflect that. Varying the length of your sentences is critical for interesting writing, as we heard from our dear friend Rand a few weeks ago, but so is keeping things short and punchy. The same goes for paragraph lengths. I mentioned this earlier that people love to skim and you cannot fight that, I'm so sorry. But what you can do is make your sentences and paragraphs shorter and easier to read or skim. Now, I'm not saying to write less, that's not the point. The point is that in today's content creation environment, the rules are changing. You can't entice someone to stick around through a 300 word sentence with all the commas, semicolons, and dashes in the world. You want people to read what you have to write, right? See what I did there? In our ever-changing world, though, that sometimes means adjusting your ways. And I know, change is hard, but you can do it. I have faith. Editing tip number four, read your writing out loud. This one's pretty self-explanatory, but it's more valuable than you think. In fact, it's possibly the most valuable tip on this short list. When you read things out loud, you can start to actually hear the issues in your writing so that it's easier to cut them and edit them out. You can also look at yourself square in the face and say, that doesn't sound like my voice, or better yet, hey, I sound like a giant douche in that sentence. So I urge you to set aside editing time in a quiet room with the door closed, not only so you can do your best thinking and editing work, but also so that you can read out loud and not be embarrassed about how ugly your ugly first draft truly is. And believe me, this is said with all of the love in my heart. I find ugly rough drafts to be the best, especially when they're written with a glass of wine, which is basically my whole life. So 
We can totally dive deeper into all of these tips and there are so many more. In fact, I, I didn't want to overwhelm you with 10 editing tips in one episode, but we will be diving deeper into these and more, especially if all of you word nerds out there want to hear about them, but you'll have to let me know, okay? Leave a comment on iTunes, send me an email, whatever you need to do. In the meantime, I wanted to tell you about Grammarly. <laughs> Just kidding. We already did that, but I still love Grammarly. So there's that. Anyway, this week, <laughs> I wanted to shout out to MailChimp, an email marketing tool that I have been using for years and years. MailChimp historically has been one of the easiest free email marketing tools out there. It's grown to the point where they have several paid features. But you know what? The amount that you pay for MailChimp these days, as opposed to the other email service providers, is pennies. They don't charge these crazy flat fees. Like I've seen somewhere it's like $2,500 to $5,000 thousand dollars just to have an account. MailChimp charges by the number of subscribers you have, which is freaking smart because like, obviously, theoretically, I guess I should say the more subscribers you have, the more money you're making. So the more money you have to pay for an email marketing tool, smart. But I've got to say that, you know, because of that sort of pricing model and the way that we have historically used MailChimp in the past, I was a little wary about that for a while. I thought that if we didn't pay the big bucks, not to say that we don't have a lot of subscribers, but <laughs> even with a high amount of subscribers, I'm not paying as much as I was for some of these other tools in the, you know, five and 10 and $15,000 amount. So I was a little worried that I wouldn't get the same kind of high class support that I had gotten from other tools. But just last night, I was dealing with a weird segmenting issue that I couldn't figure out a solution to. You know, I wanted to send email only to these certain people and not to these other people. But not only did MailChimp get back to me in like less than 12 hours, but they also gave me a step-by-step -step written and screenshotted instruction manual on how to accomplish my weird segmentation feat. Plus, they told me that should I want to segment people like this in the future, I might want to use their new polling tool. Imagine that. I didn't even know they had a polling tool. Great Jiminy Scott. <sighs> I don't know why I say these things sometimes. It's a good thing that you are here listening and not laughing at me because I imagine that that is what's going on right now. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself too. So there you have it. I'm sure you've heard of MailChimp before, but you may want to pop in there and take another look at some of the newer features they've implemented. I think that because there are so many new fancy email service providers out there today, they've actually had to go above and beyond to keep their customers. And for me, it's paying off. Plus their branding is on fleek, like the kids say, and they're hilarious. I just love them. Enough said. That's it for this episode of the Managing Editor Show. For all the links and resources I mentioned in this episode, go to themanagingeditorshow.com slash episode 22. Keep your editing chops up. I am counting on you to use these tips and do awesome with them. Let me know how it goes. And yet if you have ideas or questions to contribute, or if you know someone who would be a great guest on one of our upcoming episodes, head over to themanagingeditorshow.com to leave a voice message or just send me an email at hi at themanagingeditorshow.com. Have a great week. I will catch you on the flip side. Bye.